0: This is the GQ Coaches Show. Now, get ready to chop it up with your hosts, Coaches G and Q, for the real talk in sports.
1: Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is the GQ Coaches Show, none other than Coach Quick, along with Coach Goins. And we are back in the studio, as you see. I'm in Virginia. Coach Quick is in the great state of North Carolina. So, Coach Quick, man, what's popping on tonight's agenda?
2: Hey, you want to know what's popping, Coach G, man? I'm so excited. We have a very star-studded guest um, for our um, for our listeners tonight. So after this short break, Coach G and I are going to come right back, and we're going to be chopping it up with a dynamic attorney slash NBA agent. So make sure those cleats are laced up tight.
1: Hey, you know what? You're exactly right, Coach and we're excited to give the uh, the fans the an opportunity, and our listeners to be able to sit back and say, "Man, who do y'all have on, and what are y'all doing?" You know what? It's I'm excited about this platform, and the reason why I'm excited about the platform because my co-host, Coach Quick, he was pushing the envelope. He said, "Coach G, man, we need to really go ahead and get on out of here." I said, "So you know what? Well, let's let's make it let's make it happen, man. Let's make it happen." So that's what we did. But before the guest comes on, I, I want to go here. You know what a great uh, you know college football is rocking and rolling. Of course, you know Colorado came up on the short end of the stick, uh, but you know they they a player away. Uh, Carolina went into overtime. Shouldn't have went to overtime, but they at least they got that dove uh, against the Blue Devils. You uh, know, of course they took took a couple hits. Uh, once they get that, it seemed like when Carolina makes that move and they get ranked first thing, you know they catch an L of uh, a good bounce back. And uh, what what's your thoughts on the on the weekend in college
2: football? I'll tell you what, it was uh, an action-packed weekend of college football. As you said, my Tar Heels, they went to double overtime in order to beat Duke. Didn't need to go to double overtime, but as you said, it happened. Colorado, I agree with you. they are a couple of guys away from being a top five program in the country. Coach Prime is still coming. So all you naysayers out there, if you want to continue to go ahead and um, get off the bandwagon, then, hey, hit the road because Coach Prime and his guys, they're going to be ready. So um, great weekend of college football action. Great weekend of NFL action. Enjoy the whole weekend.
1: And you know what? Without a doubt. So welcome to the GQ Coaches Show. We have Miss McDonald on, and we just been kind of covering some preliminary stuff. So, my name is Coach Lamont Goins. I am currently in the great state of Virginia. So don't let my Steelers paraphernalia behind me think I'm in the in the Steel City. But I'm in I'm in VA. Coach Quick, of course, is in North Carolina. He and I had go all the way. I coached him when he was a young tyke uh, when he was uh, in high school and I was uh, coaching at Union Pines high school. So uh, what is it coach? 28 years later. So we, we still chopping it up. And, and of course he pushed the envelope for us to go, Hey, let's get on the YouTube. And we've been with ESPN. We we're so excited about those six months that we did with ESPN. And we did the podcast Have been podcasting a little over five and a half years. And he said, coach, we really need to stretch this thing and get into the YouTube channel so it this is this is his this is his main project. So here <laughs> we are, and we certainly appreciate you, Miss McDonald, taking time out to, to be with us tonight on the GQ Coaches show. So before we give you the the the, the kudos to, to tell us your story, I'm gonna kick it over to the hottest co-host, this side of heaven, so he can do a proper introduction to our very special guest tonight. Coach Quick.
2: Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce to some and present to others. Um, She is a graduate of UNC Charlotte, as well as she has a Juris Doctor from North Carolina Central University and a Master of Laws in Entertainment and Media Law from Southwestern Law School in Los Angeles, California. Welcome to the GQ Coaches Show. She's an attorney slash MBA agent, Miss Angelica McDonald.
0: Hi, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Being able to come
2: and talk to you guys, you know,
1: it it, it is our honor and privilege to be on it. So, reading your bio, so you're you originally from Rafe, North Carolina, is that correct?
0: Yeah.
1: So you went to Hope County High School. I did. So we're not gonna hold that against you. My hometown, is, <laughs> my, oh, my hometown look. is my, my hometown <laughs> is Southern Pines.
0: Look, let's not even start with the right, way. Right, okay.
1: <laughs> okay. So we're gonna now what you know I'm, I'm gonna date myself. I graduated from Pinecrest. Back in the '80s, uh, Coach Quick was at Union Pines. You graduated when, Coach? 1996. 1996, and Miss McDonald, you you went you, you so seriously. So you went to Holt County High, right? I did. All right. So let me. Did you know? Um, gosh, what was the? Um, oh my! Oh my gosh! I'm I'm sitting here and just absolutely just his name, uh, Greg. Uh, oh my gosh, he was a great basketball player when I was in ho- Hollinsworth. Did you know any Hollinsworth? uh from I know
0: Collinsworth, but I he might be have been before me.
1: <laughs> I'm sure he was. I I'm 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 sure I got both of you guys. Hey, so if you don't mind, we'll go ahead and just open it up to, to, to okay. tell the listening audience who Miss McDonald is.
0: Who who is Angelica? Well, I of course I'm originally from Rayford, North Carolina, small city. In southeast North Carolina, um, it's not, we are not that small.
1: Maybe uh, <laughs> we, be
0: we've grown quite a bit. But small, small city girl. I would like to say small town, but you know, small city girl. Um, I've always had aspirations of working in sports. Um, it actually started out as me wanting to be a college basketball recruiter. Funny mm. enough um I've been like really into sports and playing sports since I was little like my both my parents are star athletes like my mom is a three-time all-state track hurdler so you know and my dad three-sport athlete he was really great in football basketball and baseball and you know it just kind of runs in my blood to be an athlete I ran track I cheered played basketball so it just made sense for, you know, I guess for me to be really into sports, but I was really into like the rivalry between Carolina and um, Duke. So like, even back to like, I can remember my 10th grade chemistry notebook, it had battle of the blues on it. And it had like the whole roster, like it was just bananas. I was so into it, but I uh, eventually got ended up Um, Deciding that I wanted to be an agent. My God brother's dad actually, uh, rest in peace, but he, I remember I was over his their house and he was like, I really think you have the personality to be a sports agent. Like, you're so into it. You're really passionate about it. So ever since I was a freshman in college, I decided that I wanted to be a sports agent. So of course, you know, that long journey of me, you know, trying to achieve that, went to law school, got my LLM, which is my Master of Laws in Entertainment and Media Law. And I've opened my law firm in 2016. So I've been practicing since 2015, but my, in, within my own business since 2016. And um, I actually just got certified as an MBA or MBPA agent last year. So I've only had it for a, over a year um, and actually haven't really been pursuing it. I've been really focusing on the um, the NIL perspective, especially because with the in, in MBA, like you, you get a good like five years to get your first client so I knew that where I was at, I really wanted to focus on NIL so I haven't really been pursuing the the NBA agent thing just yet especially because you need money to be an agent so you know I'm trying to really build up you know my um my relationships and my connections and stuff but um but yeah that's that's how I how I've got to where I am that's who I am Angelica sports lover through and through (laughs) <laughs> All right, so
1: so Coach, quick before you ask that first question, she talked about that notebook, but she never yeah. did say which which one of the blues which she would be wearing.
0: <laughs> come on, look, where is <laughs> it? No. Hold on, let me let me
1: hold on, let me hold let me hold on to my mic here. Go, you can go ahead and tell us now. We we, we, I mean, we come we, on. Let, I'm like I'm
0: Tar Heel, born and bred. What is that? Oh,
1: okay. I, I, I didn't I didn't know if we we're gonna have to like do a major edit piece and be like you know kind of cut and paste this. <laughs> Cut and paste this show again. All
0: right, so she, all
1: right, so Coach Quick over there, not, don't don't let that wolfpack shirt he got on today. That was just in the rotation. Sure. But he he is he he's Carolina blue and blue. So with that, I'm gonna go ahead and kick it over to Coach Quick for that first question that's in the box.
2: Yes, Angelica, first question for you tonight. How do you process and select an in a NIL candidate? So
0: the biggest. Honestly, one of the biggest things I look at when it comes to wanting to work with a, a student athlete um, with for NIL is what they're like, what are their interests and like, what are their drive? Like, what is their drive? Because, you know, they may have an established platform and it might be because they may have had like a viral moment or they might just be like super popular on campus or have a lot of like, they may just be really, really social and they just have a lot of followers. But what are their interests and how does that correlate to who they are as, as people? Because that's a big part about brand building, like really figuring out like what your content is going to be about and them being clear on that helps me more because, you know, it helps me when it comes to like figuring out what kind of deals they want to go after. But then also, you know, them being able to work and their drive because, you know, if they don't really have what it takes to go after these deals, be consistent, posting consistently, tweaking and, and then even taking feedback, I can't work with them. Mm-hmm. Um I've had I even had an athlete um That i've been working with since last year and she she was a she's a was a freshman when i started working with her so she's like super green you know she wasn't really posting consistently but she had hunger and she was just like i really want to do this and you know we kind of got on her in the beginning but as soon as you know she got some resources because she um at the time she had lost her phone and she was just making all these excuses about why she couldn't create content and we were getting on her like really bad. So she came back after Christmas and she had a new iPhone and, you know, I we hadn't we hadn't been able to tell her nothing since like she did a whole, you know, 180 like completely. um. So and she's been able to grow her audience. She's been able to get some deals, some on her own, some through myself. Um, so, you know, she really had the drive and energy and knew what she wanted. She knew what she wanted to post about. She knew she was very, very well aware of who she was as a person. So that's what I'm looking for when it comes to NIL uh, candidates, somebody that really, you know, knows where where they're headed, um, knows who they are because you, I find that a lot of athletes are still trying to figure out who they are, which is okay. They're young, but they don't really have a sense of who they are outside of sports. So really understanding that is going to be very, very helpful.
2: What's up? This is Mike Vick, and you're listening to the GQ Coaches Show. Hey, this is Pete Chilka, North Carolina Tar Heel and NBA champion. You're listening to the GQ Coaches Show.
1: This is John Eisenberg, author of Rocket Men, the black quarterbacks who revolutionized pro football. And you are listening to the GQ Coaches
2: Show,
0: the real talk in sports.
2: Hey, this is Chris Patola, and you're listening to the GQ Coaches Show, the real talk in sports. Coach Goins, I'll kick it over to you. Well, you know what, Coach, quick, I, I got to man, we need an NIL deal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> G- the
1: GQ Coaches Show, right? I mean, like, you know, ain't, we, we ain't balling no more. I mean, they, they need to come up with a category of guys, you know, from days gone by, you know. Well, we, you know <laughs>
0: technically, y'all could have an NIL deal. A lot of people think that NIL is – you know just for celebrities what we all have NIL we all have name image and likeness rights so if like somebody started using our your name your photo whatever on a t-shirt and started selling it technically and they did it without your permission Technically, they would be violating your name, image, and likeness rights, your Mm -hmm. right of publicity. So, you know, we all have that ability. But, of course, just in the last two years where college athletes and high school athletes have been able to regain that ability, that right to monetize it, when normal, regular, everyday people, that's where the influencer, you know, industry came from. That's really NIL, like them using their name, image, and likeness to promote a product of somebody else. So It's not like really a new thing at all. So, you definitely, if you have a, a big, big enough platform, you can definitely, you know, get an NIL deal. But it wouldn't be called NIL deal, it'd be called like more of an influencer. Yeah, deal.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so who, the, who them two grown men out there trying to get an NIL deal? All right, Coach Man, I see since so you're a Carolina fan, man, we go, I'm gonna let you ask this next question, Coach, quick, like you sitting in the Dean Dome.
2: Go ahead, brother. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, if it's okay with you, you both, I'm gonna skip around to a question. Yes, sir. Another yes, another question on my list. All right. Um, Angelica, what are your thoughts on the North Carolina government attempting to block high school athletes in North Carolina from gaining profit on their name, image, and likeness?
0: So it doesn't really make sense to me. Um, And the reason why I say this is because they were gunning so hard to get this done last year, actually, and the vote came down Mm -hmm. and it it didn't pass. So before it actually, you know, was put in the works and, you know, put up before uh, the legislation, uh, legislators to vote on it, there had been like a rumbling that this was going to go down anyway. um, And that they wanted, they were upset with the slow moving of the North Carolina High School Athletic Association because this was something they wanted last year. So at this point, I just think it's weird that they went through all of this to get it to where it became law, but then they took away the power from the North Carolina High School Athletic Association and tried to put the power into the state board of education, but we haven't like had any movement where's the movement like if y'all wanted it so bad where, where was the plan where was the movement and now it, it it seems like it was just more of a power pool and they were just trying to take power and show who who got the big kahunas right um right. so at this point I'm, i i think it's just is it, it is uh it's been completely um a waste of time cuz in my mind like if you weren't really trying to go the like actually Follow through with the whole thing. Then what was the point of all this? I've literally had people asking me, you know, when they found out about it, people were trying to get things in place, and then it was like, so where are we at now? I think it's it's left a lot of people in disarray and confusion because it's like I thought it was in place and that was not, and we ain't heard nothing about it. Like it's just it creates so much unnecessary confusion. So I think they need to go ahead and push this through, especially. when it comes to them being able, I know like a big part of it was them being able to compete with other states that are huge in sports, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so at this point we're still behind the eight ball. Um, and it is still not, I guess, technically law or you know, in effect. Um, so I think that they they need to get on it. <laughs> Honestly. Oh, I, I
2: completely agree my next with fiscal
0: you. Year, like we need to go ahead and have this wrapped up. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I agree, because as you said, especially if you're trying to compete with other states, Coach Goins and I had two young ladies who who are sophomores in high school um, who worked out their own um, Puma endorsement deal, oh, you cool. know, th- th- through their father. And, that, you know, I thought that was pretty awesome for these young ladies. So I would love to see some of the kids in the state of North Carolina be able to profit off their name, image and likeness as well.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And I think it's just great training ground for them so much like and it doesn't have to be like them doing it as hard as maybe a college athlete. But I think it's great training ground, great time to get their feet wet, start with like the building of their personal brand so that when they get to that college level it's like easy like they already know what to do what to expect they kind of already have a vision of where they're trying to go with it and it just makes everything smoother and going in with a plan which is why like I advocate so much of starting you know NIL education at the high school level so that when they get to college they're already prepped and primed to engage in those opportunities if that's something that they decide to do um so I I just, it's so, it's so amazing. Last week I actually had a conversation with um some parents in Georgia. Um, and I did some, I've been doing some sessions. And, you know, again, we're behind the eight ball because this is stuff that I should be talking to our parents about. But it's like when we don't know what timeline we're on, like what am I supposed to do? You know, a lot of times people are ready to get moving. You know what I mean? They they don't. If you don't, you give them information and you don't have a way for them to act on it immediately, it kind of goes into the background and they kind of forget, you know? Um, So it's just, I'm just ready for this to like be a a full green light instead of it just kind of be like, hi, (laughs) Spike, we're playing, you know? So I'm just, I'm ready for, I'm ready for this.
2: (laughs) Absolutely. Coach Goins, I'll kick it over to you. Yeah, so
1: so when you left Hope County, Mm-hmm. And you went to like Charlotte and them 49ers, right? In that way and mm-hmm. that's where you went. It to school. Is. Then it you is. then you pledged uh Delta Sigma Theta, is that right? I did. I did. Oh, all right. So, big,
0: that did that is your research. Well, well,
1: Absolutely. I mean, so this is the GQ Coaches show, right? Hey, we went when when you when you balling with us, we you know we try to get that NIL deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you so you so you went out. And you you played Delta Sigma Theta, and 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 you know you wear your your, your blue. I mean your red. I almost said blue. I'm thinking something else, but in the red and white, and you go and you're hanging out. So in that, so tell us tell us, if you don't mind, share with the listening audience the benefits of when you go drawn join, join that sorority the fellowship how the networking you able to go and this sister's over here this sister's how how does that open doors and and what is that whole concept and how has it benefited you in your personal life
0: oh goodness uh where do i even start uh <laughs> honestly, and I'm like a first generation, like, so nobody in my immediate family was in a, like a sorority um, or fraternity, you know, so I was the first, but my cheerleading coach in middle school was a Delta. Um, My choir director when I was growing up was a Delta. So um, I didn't realize at the time that I had been honed by Delta. They had played Mm. such a big, you know, part of my upbringing. Um, So when I went on campus, my mentor, my freshman mentor was a Delta. So, you know, it's just, it, uh, it, I identify so much with the sorority. And then like my line sisters and I, we are so like, I couldn't even imagine my life without them. Um, they are literally like my sisters. We, we, we love like sisters. We fight like sisters, you know, but you know, not physical fight, but you know, <laughs> argue like sisters, sure, like, you sure. know, how my, yeah. my, my younger sister, um, but the relationships i can't tell you how many people i've met through somebody that i knew because of the, the our affiliations with like being a delta or even in the divine nine in general it's just like a, a level of respect and a level of i i guess eliteness maybe you know it's something that not everybody can do and that's, that's just right. the, that's just the bottom line um but really like being able a lot of. People that I've been influenced by were Deltas, um, even to the point where, like, my my study group when I was in law school, um, we were all Deltas, like, and we sat on the front row in our class, like,
1: people
0: oh, <laughs> were oh. scared of us, they used to call us the herd.
1: Oh, I- Lord.
0: They used to be so scared of us because we were like, they knew we were about our business and you weren't going to (laughs) play with none of us. Like, you know, you play one of them, you better be ready. But, you know, I think that it's just been the bond, the connections that you get. I mean, I can call up a, you know, a sora and they're like, let me get on it. You know, Mm -hmm. what do you need? You know, they're always so, you know, uh, supportive of anything that I do. Um, I just, I can't imagine my life without it. Um, Even when I ran for homecoming queen, which I won when I was at UNC Charlotte, one of our founding members, um, she actually was a um, a federal judge in Colorado. Mm. And I never met her. I had never met her. But when she found out that I was running and I was like one of the first, um, I don't know, uh, it had been a very long time since somebody a Black had won and somebody that was a Delta had won. And I actually, whenever I won, I actually started like a cycle. It, I wanna say it was about a five year period where every year for Homecoming Queen, it was the Delta at the school that won. But she sent me money for fundraising. I had never met her, but because I was fundraising for this particular cause and she was really supportive of me when winning homecoming, she had never met me, but she was just like, here, here's a chick. What do you need? You know? So that's, that's honestly been life in a sorority and I'm so appreciative of it. And it's something I don't take for granted. It's something I like, I wear my letters proudly. I make sure I'm going out and I am um, representing the sorority to the best of my ability. I love, like, it's not something I hide. I actually hire more than I'm a lawyer, than I, than I'm a Delta, so, you know? A lot of people be like... Are you a Delta? Like, you know, they I don't know what it is, but people like automatically assume I'm a Delta. But you know, like I just I don't know. We always say like we're everybody's favorite sorority. Oh, like
1: really? Okay. All right, cool. Yes. cool. So so yes. she did so she she'll know what this means right here. <laughs> I do. Right? Yes. She was on the campus of North Carolina Central Universe. <laughs> Actually, I had two cousins that played Delta at North Carolina Central uh yeah, what, yeah, one's one's in the uh one's an attorney in um in Asheville and one's a dean at uh norfolk state university so they were i mean they've been running hard i mean they're older than i am and if they hear me tell them that they probably like unplugged that. <laughs> but uh they've been around they've been in the delta game a long long time so if you ever mm-hmm. run across a delta and the last name is goings you say like, you know lamont goings they'll be like oh my god yeah i know that dude Coach Quick, man, what what you got on, I see that pen, I see that pen in that paper, so I know you got one queued up. What you got?
2: Yes, sir. Here's where I want to go, Angelica. When you're negotiating an NIL deal for a student athlete, okay, and I know that you're educating them on how to get the NIL deals and how to handle their their business when they do this, but here's where I want to go. Say you have a kid who inks a deal with Nike for $500,000 or a million dollars. Are you educating these kids on how to manage that type of money, and and be able to handle handle other situations and people coming at them because they know that they got this type of money?
0: So I wouldn't say that I'm educating them as far as like the money is concerned. Now, granted, I'm a business law attorney, so and I have my own business, so I always share like the 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 information and knowledge that I've gained over being a mm-hmm. business owner for the last. Ten years, um but I definitely lead that to the professionals. I always say, "Look, you need to talk to a CPA because <laughs> that's who I lean on. My CPA." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I'm also making sure they understand like when it's the best time to like create a business entity. If you're getting that type of money, you definitely need to be a business entity, um and you know how they can try to take advantage as far as from a tax perspective is concerned. And then also, I think outside of even like the finances having access to that type of money, what comes with having access to that type of money, like you said, um, people will come out of woodwork and want to do this, want to do that, want to attach them to maybe things that don't align with who they are as people just because they know their mama or, you know, like it's just, so making sure that I'm providing that, um, that strong foundation of guidance and, um, Um, mentorship and knowledge and information because technically like they're still very young and I can't imagine having access to that type of money Mm. and being by myself when it comes to making the decisions or expecting somebody to get or expecting people like me to be expected to know what to do like when I was 21 in college I can't necessarily say that I knew what to do with you know my little refund check so you know I think that um It's really important for any athlete is really trying to do nil deals, whether it's like a a larger scale or a smaller scale to have the right people around them and have the right team and people that are supporting them and have that best interest at heart. Because I feel like a lot of people are very opportunistic. Um, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with um, because this is my job. So, of course, I need to get paid for doing my job right for my Mm -hmm. knowledge. It comes from a it comes from a genuine place. Like, I want to see these these athletes, these kids win. Um, exactly. And I'm not trying, I'm trying to keep this going, not do something that stops them from being able to move forward in their goals because I then try to screw them over and, you know, it takes a hit to their confidence and just makes them not want to do it anymore. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to be the reason why they stop moving forward because NIL really can be, just that thing that takes them to the next level as far as brand building is concerned and how they transition outside of, you know, when they do graduate and go off, you know, to enter their career, whether it's professional or just, you know, everyday career, it can, it can create so many different opportunities and open so many doors. So having the right team around you to be able to help you manage those opportunities. And I don't mean like manages, like manage doing them, but really keeping the right mindset, keeping the right energy, really being able to see the the snakes and, you know, people that are really not for you, being able to spot them and say, no, they are not yet. You know what I mean? So um, that's, that's where I come in as far as guidance I don't really give them financial advice again I give them advice as far as I can you know give it to them and then I say look you go to the experts because I'm not that <laughs> I didn't know I didn't do all that well in tax in law school so <laughs> that is not my you know my strong suit but yeah
2: yes ma'am and th- I think my reasoning for asking you that is I, I we've seen that on the college college athletic scene, there's been kids that has been offered $5 million to leave one program and go to the next. And to be honest with you, I think that's what exactly happened to the university of North Carolina basketball program last year when they were picked to win the national championship, they imploded because th- these kids had never seen this much money and they, they had never seen it. They couldn't grasp the the opportunities that were being presented to them. So I think that helped it helped them implode to to a degree as well, Coach Goins. I kick it over to you. Yeah. So,
1: and Miss McDonald. So, when it comes to that, what is there a sport that you see kind of like leading the pack? Is it more? Is it dominant? Football? Is it basketball? Is it what? What? What's the what's the flavor that really people go after uh, when you when the kid is out there trying to market themselves?
0: So football definitely is the, the top sport, but I'll say this too. Um, it also depends on where they're getting the money from. Okay. So when it comes to most NIO money, it comes from out of collectives. It doesn't come from brand deals, it comes from collectives. Um, and that's football is number one. F- I mean, football is still number one from the brand deal side, mm-hmm. but um, as far as compensation from uh, from the, the brand deal side, it's a little different versus just that money coming from a collective. Um, But uh, definitely close behind it is basketball, women's men's basketball and women's basketball. And actually like the first year of NIL, women's basketball was number two. Mm. It's now falling to number three, but women's sports is also on the rise. And it's a lot of conversation and it's notorious that women, they're not getting a good bit of their NIL money from collectives. And that's been a conversation too, about, you know, um, the title IX issues when it comes to the collectives, are they only focusing on certain sports? Is it, you know, are they, is it even as far as like their attention and trying to only help the guys and not help the ladies. And so that's, that, that issue be on the lookout for that because that's something that could possibly come up, um, from a title nine perspective. Uh, but women's sports are definitely on the rise for sure. And it's not surprising to me because, um, traditionally like women are better advertisers, like sure, from, a, sure. from an influence standpoint, think about it. Like, you know, beauty brains, they know how to talk. Sure. They people are enticed about how they look or how they, they say things or whatever. Um, and even being creative, you know, so that's not surprising to me that women's sports are definitely rising, but definitely from the brand deal side, from the collective side, not so much. Um, and that's even with my collective like we we have we really wanted to make an effort for people to know like we don't care what sport you know we're going to focus on everybody evenly and equally we've even had people reach out to us to say we want to just work with the women athletes we don't want wow. to work with the guys we want to work with the women athletes so um so it, it honestly just depends on the brand and or the whoever the collective or whoever it is but traditionally like the collectives definitely focus on more of the men's sports wow man that's
1: well it, it, you know and, and i see it i mean you you turn on the television, what's a guy really going to advertise besides a, a sports drink, uh, maybe a vehicle?
0: That's quite a bit. <laughs> and, and, and it's
1: just like, okay, so, I, yeah, I mean, I, and, and I get it, but we know there's a whole lot of money. And again, and, and I people say, well, I don't agree with it. Why not? I mean, if you're paying coaches millions of dollars, you know, coaches get all of these tailored suits. They get, you know, courtesy cars and, you know, kids have to eat in the cafeteria. Cause they're after, you know, the lights are on and, and, and I'll use this for you. The, the lights are on in the Dean dome and after the Dean dome and they walking back to the dome, they're college students.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: and I get that. I mean, it's nice for them to have to go out and, and can get something to eat and not have to wait till the cafeteria opens the next morning. So with that coach quick, I, I
2: see you, I see you ready to, to, to shoot that tray ball over there in the corner. So what you got for us? Yes, sir. Miss McDonald, that your, your last comment sort of lead into my next question. How do businesses become interested in being involved in an NIL platform?
0: So, when you say platform, what do you mean?
2: Like, how do they want to get involved with endorsements and endorsing okay. these um, these student athletes?
0: So it depends. Um, it's a few angles that can come from it. Ed. Like, they can reach out to the athlete on their own. They don't
2: necessarily mm-hmm.
0: have to go through anybody um they can reach out to the athlete they can reach out to a collective there's been a lot of people that have reached out to us and said hey I want to work with um maybe a particular athlete or they know that they want to work with some athletes and they have already squared in on who it is but they don't they've never really done it before and they don't know the process so they don't know like how this all works um so we make it easy for them and we help facilitate um NIL deals So not that we necessarily create them, but we serve as that that middleman, that the liaison, because when we work with the the athletes, so we are more, I guess, more zoned in on them and, you know, different things. Even when it comes to figuring out uh, what kind of activities they should do, who's the best one for this type of deal or, you know, based on their interests. Um, So some some, like basically, I mean, brands can come to us Um, and then they can go through a marketplace. So they have what's called like uh, NIO marketplaces. There's tons of them. I'm not even going to try to start naming all of them. There's a new one that pops up every time I turn around. But they're, they're, there's marketplaces that basically put a deal. It's kind of like a I I won't say like a job posting, but they it's like a posting where mm-hmm. they post the deal and they have how many people that they want for the deal or how many uh, of, of the deals are available. And they get to, like, an athlete can see it from their end and say, I want to, you know, hey. And it's not, I don't even know if they interview for it, but they say, hey, I'm down. And the person accepts. They do the deal. They, you know, upload based, based on what they're asking for them to do. So, say, for instance, they want them to post on social media. So, they give them a rundown of things they're supposed to do. And more than likely, there's some way for them to be able to upload, the athlete to be able to upload that they've completed the task. And then, normally, it's the exchange of funds. So there's a few different ways um, to go about doing it, but I think the biggest thing when it comes from a brand perspective is for them, because when brands come to us, they literally like, and it's more of small businesses, but some of the bigger ones too, um, they don't really have any idea of what they want to do or what what's the goal of the deal. They just know they want to do one, and mm-hmm. this is like, no, so what okay. do you want to get out of it? What's right. the kind of you trying to get brand awareness? You trying to convert? You know, what what are you trying to do? What's the purpose? You trying to get more sales? You, you know, you um you may want to get more uh, um uh more odds as far as like you might like Black Friday is coming. Maybe you want people to know that you have having a Black Friday sale. You know, it, it could be a plethora of things, but you gotta have a goal. And a lot of them may not have a goal and they also don't necessarily have a cohesive brand and social um social um presence. Mm -hmm. that it makes it easy for the athlete to promote because if you're not active on social media and you want this athlete to post on social media about your business unless you're like your website is bomb more than likely they press on you know your handle they're going to go to a social media page that has five posts what is this you know what i mean so but it might be a case where they post on social media saying hey go to this location because i got you know a massage here and it was you know, after my game and it, it was life-changing, you know, and use my coupon code to get 10% off at this location. So, you know, it's not feeding people to um, increase their social media following or to get online sales. It might be something that person, but I think it's important for brands to understand like, why, what do I plan on achieving out of this? What do I want them to do? Like, mm-hmm. what best serve me? Because just posting on social media may not be the 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 thing that you're looking for it might be that you want them to um do an appearance you might be opening up a new business and you want some you know some more eyes to this physical location so you you're using the athlete to appear and say hey such and such will be here come check them out they'll be signing autographs i've seen it where you know athletes have the signature food items or new like a menu Mm -hmm. item on there and you know this that and the third and it's something to you know keep people excited and you know coming to their establishment something new so it's a lot of different things that brands can do they just need to know what they want to do and what they're trying to achieve for and make it easier for the the athletes because a lot of times sometimes the athletes know what like they may have a brand that they want to reach out to and have a vision but sometimes like when you don't know the brand's goals and what they're trying to achieve, it's hard to translate that and it makes it um, a little more difficult to figure it out. So in that brainstorming, we help brainstorm and say, OK, have you thought about this? What are your? So we're asking those questions when people reach out to us. So what are you trying to achieve? What do you want to do? Right. Okay, well, this is the best person for the deal or this is what we think you should do. So, you know, some people like they come to us and they we have to give them a little bit of branding uh marketing advice <laughs> and that, that comes in handy because i have a marketing degree so it's okay i'm always thinking about marketing anyway mm-hmm.
2: so absolutely yeah. so do you find that um some brands in particular they're looking for more of the star athlete or just athletes in general
0: um i think it depends on the the level or the audience um Of course, people think, oh, I want to start athlete, but you got to start athlete money Mm. (laughs) Mm because more than likely they have a huge audience. Now, also, just because they have a huge audience does not mean they have engaged followers. Right. A lot of times people again, I always give the example of this. is this girl. She was she had launched. She had a million followers and launched a T-shirt like T-shirts or something. And she sold like 20 T-shirts out of a million followers. And wow. she could not figure out like, well, you know, oh, I don't be so too. Like nobody was checking for them t-shirts. Like that's not a part of like what people want. They're coming to you for. Right. So um I think it it to me, the best um, the best uh athlete to to advertise or to promote a brand is the one that fits into their brand strategy. Um cool. and also who um Who has engaged followers? Because, again, they may have four thousand followers and they have a great engagement rate. That's more beneficial than 60,000 followers and they have like a one percent engagement rate or like super, super low engagement. rate. One is going to serve better. And just because you're shelling out more money for a star athlete does not mean you're going to get the result that you really desire
2: absolutely i tell you what you've educated me quite a bit on name image and likeness tonight so i certainly appreciate
1: it hey this is coach mike apple head men's basketball coach and athletic director of saint Hills community college and you're listening to the gq coaches show the real talking sport this is matt doherty and you're listening to the gq coaches show
2: this is bobby collins the head men's basketball coach at these Show university and you're listening to the gq coaches show Real
0: For listening to Coaches G and Q chopping it up. Man,
1: so man you got my wheels turning, Coach. You man, we need a GQ burger. You mean can you imagine walking in the restaurant? Cool.
0: Somebody say be what beautiful. you want, man. Say, so,
1: hey, man, let me get one of them GQ burgers right over there. Man, it's good when you are eating that ball. When you go in there and you want to watch a good ball game, get you a GQ burger. I mean, so I'm yes, clowning. Sir. I'm so y'all
0: hosting a live show somewhere somebody like a burger joint or maybe a bar or something or wherever that people you know that watch you know sports and y'all host a live show and y'all have like that would be cool see you see how easy that was
1: Boom. absolutely okay <laughs> guess what we're gonna hire her tonight coach we're
2: <laughs> yes,
1: sure. ret- we gonna go ahead and get this uh get that initial consultation and go ahead and get that retainer fee and we'll go to whole county and by way of Dark Alana Central, oh, by y'all way y'all have of USC We can do it on
0: Zoom. You know
1: <laughs> you <got to> try. <laughs> All right. So let me so hey, as, as we start winding this thing down, uh to, and what, what do you see? in five, I'm gonna, I'm i I'm gonna do a little vision casting. Ooh. Where is where is Ms. McDonald in five years? Woo.
0: Not now I did not think you were gonna ask that. I thought you were gonna ask like where is NIL in five years. No, no,
1: no. You I mean you, you, I mean, you, you, you yeah, I mean you 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 you're you're driving it, right? So where wherever yes. wherever NIL is, I'm sure you're gonna be attached to it.
0: I, I hope so. I okay. hope so. I hope to be one of the industry leaders, especially um given the fact that there aren't a lot of black people as far as industry leaders is concerned, especially black women. Mm. Um love to be one of the industry leaders. Um, for NIO, but also hope to be bringing more awareness to HBCU athlete, rise HBCU, HBCU athletes, um and their abilities to be just as deserving of NIO deals and opportunities than any other school, power five school, any other athlete. um But then also really honing in, and from like my my speaking and my education, um, I guess perspective, I. I My first career that I wanted was to be a teacher, funny enough, and I got away from that, but clearly I can't get away from it too much because I'm naturally like an educator. Like I'm naturally, you know, just trying to help educate people on certain subjects. I do it with with my my law degree all the time. So um, I see myself teaching. I would love to start a sports law clinic at North Carolina Central University School of Law. So I would love to do that. Um, Yeah, and I would love to speak more and I would love to have the premier HBCU NIL collective that helps get NIL deals, but also contributes to the education of HBCU athletes across this country, because education is the number one um, factor that will drive success when it comes to NIL and personal branding and beyond. Um, and with our HBCU athletes, we know that the majority of them won't go to the pros, so preparing them for the next step and even them utilizing this opportunity to be able to engage in NIO deals is so important. So I'm just trying to bring more awareness to that, and I'm looking to speak at more schools and just create multiple streams of income, like – I honestly would love to just kind of like put my law firm on the back burner or just do law whenever I like to because I'm so tapped into this and I feel so much joy when I'm speaking to athletes and doing interviews like this because this is my thing. This is my jam. I get so excited about it. People like, when they when they hear me talk about it, they're like, this is what you need to be doing. Like, this is mm, what, that's what you need there you to, go. That's right. to do. So I want to continue to walk in that. So I'm hoping that, you know, um, all of everything that I'm working towards and all the, you know, the different seeds that I'm planting, they, um, they start to bloom and harvest very, very soon. So hopefully they'll be harvesting in the next five years.
1: Well, you know, what bottom line to it is, uh, and you said that eloquently and what comes to my mind is it's our responsibility to break the ground and put the, put the seed in, right? Then, then, then it's up to the man upstairs, See, the only thing we—he, right? Just if you believe, and I, I use this analogy all the time. You know, people, you know, kind of knock the, the, uh, the minister, that that ministers that have airplanes, and they say, "Oh, you shouldn't listen, listen." Okay, the only thing they say is, "Believe God for the plane." They ain't ask them how to pay for it, right? Yeah. So So we got to do. <laughs> we got to break the ground, plant the seed, and he's going to do what? He's he's going to bring the increase and in everything that we supposed to do. So you know, it's just it's our pleasure. Don't don't forget, you know, the GQ coaching show. We're, you know, we, we 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 just not based, I'm not just in uh, Virginia. We we mobile, we'll go. We actually we've been on the campus of Fayetteville State University, uh doing uh, at the uh, at the Capel camp. So Coach Quick oh, and cool. I will oh yeah, we'll pull up on we'll pull up on a joke in a minute.
0: Oh, we and, might uh, we might need to talk about that. Yeah, I'm yeah, yes. having y'all at um so I we I created well Rise HBCU, we created a conference specifically for HBCU athletes. There is no conference specifically for HBCU athletes. So we had our first conference in June. We're planning on announcing people I have I said I was had updates but I didn't say what they were about. But we plan on announcing this week um the dates for next year um so we we have a lot of things that we're adding to it so definitely i would love for y'all to come down and maybe kind of do a live show or something hey, like that that. and i don't know we can that's, talk about it no, I mean, yeah
2: doing it
1: hey, I ain't know but that's what we do we just like i tell the only thing we do is chop it up right and somebody <laughs> that's says, and, and that's the thing people don't realize and we will just you know sometimes if if you don't toot your own horn it doesn't get tooted you know, people are like man how do y'all and i said, you gotta realize I said, coach wick and i've been running we've been together for 28 years yes sir right oh, so my. as 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 a player as a as a former coach and a player we go back to i used to take this young man home every night right yeah. so it didn't right yeah, sure so too. in that whole I have thing, a wonderful
0: relationship yeah
1: so, so when we sit behind these mics it just it's just and it's somebody say, is it hard? No, it's just a, con- we don't, people say, well, you interview, no, we don't interview people, we just have a conversation, right? Oh, We've never met right. you, but we know, you know, we know that you're North Carolina Central, we know you're Delta, we know that, you know, from you from Hope County, you know, them bucks right off, of, uh, you know, 211, you know, take it <laughs> right, and you, and you right down there and go over, go over there by, uh, uh, what was it, Virgil's Drive, right, Virgil's yeah. or
0: something? Have you right? ever eaten
1: Virgil's? <laughs> <laughs> I go there and get your Virgil's, and, and Miss Hardaway, you know, she passed her hard uh-huh. away, uh, on the corner there. She sell her herbs and spices. So if you haven't <laughs> been at no, but in that, uh, and that's what I think a lot of times people think, you know, people man, how do y'all do? Well, we just again we just lean on the relationships. We just lean on, just like you know, Coach quick i had to give him all the honor and credit. He's on the grind all the time, you know, getting getting, you know, guests like of, of your caliber uh to be able to come on the show. And now mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna let you in a little secret. Our basketball ties run really, really deep, right? Mm-hmm. Uh in the NBA. College all the way down. So if we can ever be of assistance to you, uh, like I said, some of my friends are student that, look,
0: I'll be emailing you tomorrow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so with that,
0: like you said, I don't waste no
1: time. Oh, that's it. I mean, and you know what? And I always tell people it's all about networking, it's mm-hmm. all about connecting the dots, and you never know how people's paths cross, and that comes through conversation like this. So with that, what I'm going to do, I'm going to kick it uh, back over to you, Ms. McDonald, for your closing comments.
0: I just thank y'all. This was a great conversation. Sometimes when I talk about NIL, it's just so structured. You know what I mean? It's not like something I can let my hair down. But I really enjoyed this conversation. I appreciate y'all reaching out to me. And I always, even though this is, again, like something I'm super passionate about, like I still feel so you know, honored and appreciative when people reach out to me to share my story and share the information that I I have. I don't take it lightly or, and I don't take it for granted because I mean, some people, they, they talk and nobody really pays attention. So the fact that people actually pay attention to me and listen to me, it just, just, it just shows, shows me that I'm continuing, like I'm, I'm walking in the right direction. So thank y'all for having me. I really appreciate it. And
1: before Coach Wick, how about, can you uh, give us your website so people need, if people are interested from that, go ahead and give a, this is your cameo appearance, so go ahead and and give everybody your information.
0: So follow me on social media. All my handles are I am underscore Angelica, A-N-G-E-L-I-C-A-E-S-Q. I'm on Instagram, on Twitter, I'm on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel, too, that I've just begun reviving so i'm posting a little bit more consistently now so i'm trying to grow that um and then for legal services if you need any legal services i do business law um trademark um, sports law and i handle real estate closings the whole county cumberland and moore county so if oh, you need God. me and i do some traffic tickets too um so if y- y'all need <laughs> any help and then also my um my collective my nio collective that's specifically for hbcu athletes is rise hbcu so you can add the any handle on online we're all over the place so rise hbcu
1: excellent excellent coach quick you know what it takes Yes. Oh, my law firm. Hold on, oh, my law oh, firm. All
0: right. All right, my the my break, law son. firm is McDonald Law. I completely <laughs> forgot McDonald McDonaldLaw.Legal.
2: McDonaldLaw.Legal. Did Coach Quick. I'm s- all right, Coach Quick, your comment. Yes, before we go, I'd just like to give a shout out to our former guest, Coach Maurice Huey from Douglas Bird High School. I basically got your information off his Facebook page, and so I had to reach out you once i seen that you were nil collective and an attorney so i had to reach out and get you on our show i just like to say i bid you god speed And, and as a hope county resident for the last 22 23 years i hope to see you soon in the county and i just like to say to you in regards to the seeds in the ground you've been faithful over a few things and god is about to make you rule over many so just continue to hold on now for Coach Goins, our very special guest, Miss Angelica McDonald. She's an attorney slash NIL collective. And for myself, Coach Quick, we'll see you in the locker room. You have been listening to the GQ Coaches Show with Coaches GQ, the real talk in sports.